Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This hour of Red Sox Review, sponsored by New England Kubota Tractor Dealers and Tarico Tractor and Equipment in Ayer, Massachusetts. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Pitch. Round ball hit to first. Cassis has it behind the bag. Steps on first. Ball game over. The Red Sox hang on to win it 5-3 as John Schreiber, Johnny Leverett, gets his eighth save and Ryan Bayo his second major league win. The Red Sox beat the Reds by three. That was your final just a little while ago in Cincinnati. Red Sox review here on the uh, WEI Sports Network. Mike Manansky with you behind the microphone. Justin Turpin, our excellent producers behind the glass, taking your phone calls at 617 779 7937, the phone number will take your phone calls for the next all 50 minutes or so. Up and just after 11 o'clock here on the broadcast tonight, Red Sox winners uh, in Cincinnati. I think there's a, a headline or two off the game, but a big picture question I want to get to here uh, in a second. We'll start with this breaking news before we even get to the uh, Red Sox stuff. As we were in the intro to this show, the outro to the Red Sox uh, postgame show, the Red Sox game itself, Aaron Judge, in fact, did hit number 60. I said during the MLB scoreboard, he was 0 for 3 with a walk and a strikeout, stuck at 59. Uh, we come back, and he hits a home run, a solo shot, made it 8-5 to there in New York. He now has home run number 60. Next one will do it. Makes it 61 to tie the American League record. 62 would break the American League record. We'll see if he gets it done in the next couple of nights. It could happen uh, against the Red Sox here this week. But as we're talking, Aaron Judge launching number 60. I mentioned it a couple times here uh, on WEEI and on the, the pre- and post-game show. Like, I'm not rooting for it, but, boy, I'm really interested in it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm following it. Uh, I'm not ignoring it. I'm not rooting for it, but Judge hits number 60 in New York. Chance for 61 uh, tomorrow, assuming this game uh, does not go into extra innings. That game is in the ninth inning, uh, by the way. Could very much break the record in the American League coming up later on this week. Um, a thought and a half on the game tonight, then a big-picture question for you guys. We're from Alex Cora coming up as well. Um, another start that, again, is proving without a shadow of a doubt, they've got a good pitcher in Brian Bayo. Like, I don't know if, if there are people who bailed on Bayo because he struggled when he came up here, and they saw him get hit, and they saw the comparisons made to Pedro Martinez and other great Red Sox uh, pitchers of the past and saw him struggle early. I thought, ah, he's not that good. Um, if you've not been paying attention, Bayo is really locked in. You know, he's got a stretch now of four or five starts where the ERA is under three. 
He has been absolutely screwed by his defense at times this year. He's allowed a million unearned runs, including three unearned runs last time out against the Yankees because that uh, you know awful play where Wong threw the ball in the right field, two-run score, bad throw over Dugo, bad cutoff on the infield. But he pitched really well. And tonight, you know, I, I, people aren't going to do this. I, I get it. Maybe one or two of you out there will take the time to do it. Go back if you can and watch that second inning and watch the trouble he got himself into. You know, Bayo allows three base runners to start the frame. And then against the top of the order there in Cincinnati, strikeout, strikeout, ground out. And through every pitch there, through his slider, through his curveball, through his fastball, through his change, he threw everything. Like, this is a guy, again, small sample size, young kid, don't want to call him the next Pedro. But when his back has been against the wall, and Alex Spear tweeted about this during the game, he doesn't shy away from using all his pitches. He'll go to the full arsenal. And for as bad as this year has been, I think you make the argument one of the biggest silver linings has this been this, this fine, this development um, of Brian Bayo and what he could be next year. I don't think he's somebody you count on next season to be your number one or number two starter. But if your rotation was some combination of, I don't know, Whitlock, Waka, Avaldi, if he's back, Bayo, I guess Chris Sale, although tough to really get excited about Chris Sale, um, I'd feel pretty good about that. And so as bad as this year has been, I continue to be really impressed by what Bayo has done, and he showed more of it again tonight. 84 pitches, 55 strikes. He, out, strikes, he only struck, walked uh, two, struck out five, eight hits, but only one earned run, and worked his way out of trouble. I want to see young pitchers not just cruise along and have awesome success, but what do these young pitchers do when they face adversity? And Bayo is a guy who, as he faced adversity, has pitched well in those spots, he also is great off the mound as a defender. He has cat-like reflexes. In fact, might be the Red Sox' best defending pitcher uh, already. So I think my big takeaway tonight is Bayo and what he was able to do. Half a takeaway would be, and this is not a good takeaway, but I, it's September 20th or 21st, I forget. Um, J.D. Martinez has 12 home runs. J.D. Martinez was the replacement for David Ortiz. He reestablished himself as a great DH. He put himself in the middle of the lineup like he carried this team uh, to a World Series at times. Dude's got 12 home runs and is like so lost in his swing. He's telling Joe and Will after the game, he went back to video from eight years ago today. 2014 video to get himself right. What a lost year for J.D. Martinez. Like how many more wins would this team have? if J.D. Martinez actually was able to hit a couple home runs and not just 12 in the middle of September. But, I mean, other than that, it's it's a, it's their 72nd win of the year. There are a million games out. I can't be the only one who is much more interested in some bigger picture stuff than the team themselves. And specifically, uh, I want to focus on High and Bloom here between now and about 11.20 here tonight. And a simple question for you, and, and really, this is going to dictate the entire offseason. And that is, do you trust High and Bloom to turn this thing around? High and Bloom talked to Rob Bradford today. I want to play some sound from that as well. But do you trust High? In addition to your reaction to tonight's game, I see some calls on the board on tonight's game. I see some calls about the future of the Red Sox. We'll get to them all at 617-779-7937. But I argued, I didn't argue with Rob today, but listen to his podcast with Bloom. Brad Foe Show podcast. Go find it. Go listen to it. Interesting back and forth there. Uh, 
I get the sense that the fans don't really trust Bloom to turn it around. Like a majority of fans, if you ask them the poll question, that's why I'm asking you guys tonight, do you trust Bloom to turn this thing around? A majority of you casual Red Sox fans would say, no, I don't. They're these super fans that, that want him fired. On the other end, you have super fans who trust the process and Bloom's going to get it right. And I'd say, but the, Those are on the fringes. Those are on uh, both ends of the extremes. In the big, gooey middle of this thing, a majority of my audience tonight is going to call in and say they don't, they don't trust Bloom. And I'm, I'm curious if I'm right about that. Because he's the guy. They're not firing high in Bloom. Okay, he's back next year. He's got money to spend. He has a major list of things to get done. Is Haim Bloom the guy to turn this thing around? Do you trust him to fix this? Do you trust him to be at the helm as the Red Sox rebuild again to the next World Series contender? I want to add that to the questions. I want to play some Bloom sound for you come up, including some sound that makes me angry because he seems to take a big steaming crap on the Red Sox World Series just a couple of years ago. That's all coming up with your phone calls at 617-779-7937. Red Sox win, but some bigger picture stuff to get to. We'll do it next year. Red Sox Review, Sports Radio, WEF. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. 
doing what was done to win that title and then try to run it back in 19. The organization at that point was in a position where clearly, just in terms of present outlook, just in terms of how good the Red Sox could expect to be in 2020 as they were constituted, was clearly not the class of the division and had very clearly, um, you know, we're, we're at the bottom of the heap in terms of the quality of the farm system. And there were a ton of commitments on the books uh, that, you know, we're fortunate, we're blessed with great resources here, but obviously you still need to be able to have freedom with those resources. And a lot of those resources were tied up. Uh, so it wasn't a very good either short-term or long-term position, you know, that was going to lead to some ch tough choices. All right, that's someone Hayam Loom had to say today with Rob Bradford, Bradford Show podcast, full hour, uh, back and forth. Go check that out, uh, the Bradford Show podcast. It is Red Sox Review here until about 11.20 or so here. Take your phone call, 617-779-7937. I don't know if that is the entire cut there, Justin, but there's a part where, and maybe it's in cut number three, talking about Devers, where Bloom alludes to, like, he's talking about the whole problems he inherited, all this stuff. And he's like, well, of course, there's this banner below us. There's that there's that tricky World Series banner. If you can find that, let me know, because I, I thought it was part of that cut. Maybe I'm wrong. What really bothered me today about Bloom, and we talked about this in the pregame show with Rob, he seemed to be very critical of Dave Dombrowski and the way Dombrowski left the organization, to which I would say the dude won a World Series. And this whole hour with Bloom and Bradford, Bloom kept talking about building and building and building. He loves that word. We're going to build. We're going to build. We're going to build. John Henry, we're still building. Like, Red Sox fans don't want to hear that a year after you in the ALCS. They want to hear the word winning, not building. And I, I can't do it just without playing the sound. So go if we can't find it, go listen to Bradfield's podcast after we get off the air tonight. Because, like, Bloom seems to almost mock the fact the Red Sox won a World Series. And it's like, that's the point, Haim. The point is to win World Series. And he's making excuses how why they couldn't sign Mookie Betts and all these guys. They won a, a championship. That's what fans care about is winning these championships. The Red Sox all the time, Sam Kennedy all the time, remind us as fans they've won four times since they took over. They don't brag about building a farm system. They brag about winning. It's about winning, not building. And it was infuriating listening to Hyam and Rob today because I, it sounds like Bloom is way more interested in the building process than the winning part of it. And that bothers me as someone who follows the team. And it should bother you as a fan. There And he was criticized. He lost his job for it. Okay, Ben Sherrington lost his job because he wouldn't trade prospects and wanted to build, 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 build. Dombrowski came in, made the sale deal, made other trades, traded a bunch of prospects that everyone loved, who went on to do nothing, by the way, for the most part, unless you want to count what uh, uh, Michael Kopech's doing out in uh, Chicago or Yohan Moncada, who, by the way, neither one is some super player right now in Major League Baseball. He traded those guys, won a World Series, and Bloom's, like, complaining for half this podcast today about this team he inherited. And by the way, in 2020, they weren't that bad. COVID hit and it sucked, but they weren't supposed to be a laughing stock. Until Chris Sale had Tommy John surgery, that changed some things. 
but they weren't that bad going into 2020. He, we, I should believe, like, they had to trade bets because they're going to suck. That's revisionist history. So I, I just, I keep getting the vibe about, like, he just wants to build and build and build. And I think Red Sox fans more want winning than they want building. So we'll, we'll see if we can find that exact cut. Maybe it's part of that cut number three, Justin. Bad job out of me. But it, it, that's how I, I, I took it today. But I'm curious if you did listen to it already. I know a lot of you did. The numbers for this are going to be massive for Rob because it's a full hour at Bloom. And I, I hate listening to some of it. Like, I, I did not like, love all of what Heim Bloom had to say. I like the part about Bogarts and recognizing what he means, and he might mean more than the, the stats say. But the part about, oh, though. There'll be that banner down there. Yeah, no kidding. That's what we care about is banners. It's about banners, not the prospects. But we'll add that into the conversation as well. And do you, do you trust Bloom being the guy to get this thing back to a championship level at 617-779-7937? Ken in California in a leadoff spot. Thank you all so much for waiting patiently as you let me yap for a little bit here. Hi, Ken. Hi, how you doing? What's up, Al? Uh, two things. One, I want to know what Cassis was doing sitting on the bench. Why? Because they started a left-hander? That's his problem, and he needs to start to be able to hit left-handed major league pitching. Otherwise, we're going to have another platoon at first base. And number two, Bloom have absolutely no confidence in him. Mookie Verdugo, Jeter still bounds there. Yeah, it's 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 tough for. I, I, it's a good question. It's a good way that Ken put it. Thanks for the call tonight, Ken. I get I get the feeling that fans' confidence level in High and Bloom is pretty low right now, and I totally get it. It's such a massive off season between the Bogarts opt out looming, Devers contract extension, couple of spots in the rotation to fill, bullpen spots to fill. In, I mean, at first base, what they're going to do. The the Casas one is tough because I want to see him play every day. Dude's really struggling right now. You know, I, I they, with, they with the with the out tonight. I don't think it's factored in even. I think he's three for his first thirty-five, and so a little bit of balance there, right? That the kid pitching tonight was is a nasty lefty. I'm sure Koss is in there tomorrow, so I don't. I I, I want him there more, most nights, but when he's hitting 088, and he's got the the one home run, and he's done nothing else. He's got a million strikeouts. He's not walking at all. Like yeah, to me. Uh, actually, it says why. He's at six walks to his 12 strikeouts. So not as bad as I thought. Uh, he does have two home runs now. But that accounts for his two of his three hits. So I, I didn't mind him sitting. It's a nasty lefty. If you watch this kid tonight, he was awesome. Um, but I want him back in there tomorrow. And to the caller's point, I want him in there quite a bit. Uh, Betty's out in California on Bloom and Bradford. Hi, Betty. Hi. Hi, Betty. Uh, thank, you for, thank, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. You know, first... First of all, before I get into Bloom, I just want to say that I think Bayo is terrific. And he's one reason I really watched the game. You know, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be a star next year. I know it. Feels anyway. like it. It does, Betty, it does feel like it. He's got an edge to him. He's not scared to pitch. Oh, he's got f- filthy stuff, can feel the position. He's, he's one of the few silver linings in what has been a bad year for this team. Yeah, I like the way he handles himself on the mound. Me too. I, I think he's Me just too. great. Anyway, uh, as far as Bloom goes, I heard the bo- the podcast, and he gave a bunch of bull the whole interview. And, um, you know, he was going on and on about um, Bogey, but then he offers him, he had offered him an insulting contract. 
and I don't understand why Rob Bradford didn't um, pin them on pin him on that. You know, he should have brought up. You know, why did you offer him a contract that was um, an insulting one? Yeah, there's a lot. And, and Betty, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, again, that's why listening to is frustrating. It's not Rob's fault. I, I, Rob and I would handle that spot differently. Okay. I, I, it's just a different, it's a different atmosphere. You know, Rob is very friendly and opening. And so there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of criticism for Bloom there. And then Rob came on the pregame show tonight and admitted that he thought that Bloom crapped all over Nebrowski. So I, I, I thought Rob asked the, 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 the questions and some tough questions. It's just Bloom. The guy's good at this. To, to Betty's point, he doesn't really answer anything. Like I, I, it's not again. It's not Rob's fault. Rob did nothing wrong in that situation. Rob, good job of Rob getting him to sit down for an hour and ask him tough questions. But there were no real concrete answers. Like I, I think I thought the Bogarts answer was good because he said we value the consistency and you know normally when guys get to this point in their career you want to move on from them. But with with Bogarts, that's not the case. So that was some reinforcement. They might bring Bogarts back, but. I don't know, the, the second he walks, that, that soundbite means nothing. I, I'm at a point now, Betty, and, and thanks for the call. I'm at a point where I don't really care what Bloom says. Just I, The actions are going to speak so much louder than the words. Do they get Devers done? Do they bring Bogarts back? Do they put this thing back in contention next year? That's much more important than what he said today, but you should go listen to it. And again, I admit I, I hate listening to a bunch of it today, but I listen to the entire hour podcast uh, on my iPhone. Let's talk to David and West Hartford on first base. Another big question for this team. Hi, David. Yeah, there are five of them. I mean, you know, we got Hosmer uh, and uh, Chang and uh, uh, oh, Frenchy Cordero. No, and- no, those guys don't count. It's, it's Hosmer and Casas. Those are the two oh. first basemen for next year. Okay, These so other guys, I, I'm not, it- I, and oh, they, okay. I don't think the other guys are any factor at all long term. Okay, so you think Dahlbach's done, huh? Uh, I think he'll probably be traded in the offseason, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, oh, um, I'm trying. Oh, uh, who, who did I think the fifth guy was? Casas, Hosmer, Chang. Uh, you mentioned Franchi. You should never play first base again, ever, ever, ever play first. Uh, and then Dahlbeck. That's your. There's your five yeah. guys. Okay. All right. I think there's a chance, David. Thanks for the call. That it's like a Casas uh, Hosmer platoon. And I heard Steve Peralt mention this today as part of our pregame. Like, it's going to be tough to give Casas first base. If he ends up hitting like a buck ten between now and the end of the year, like you'll have to go earn it. Hosmer is a free; it's a free piece. The Padres are paying his salary. He's still a good player. He's a mentor to Casas. So, to, to me, there's a real scenario where both guys are here next year, at least to start the year. And then, if it works out, that's your platoon for the year. If it doesn't, and God forbid the team stinks again. Well, you can trade Hosmer and get something back because the Padres are paying his salary. Thank you, San Diego. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, so far, zero confidence in High and Bloom. What's your confidence level in the Red Sox uh, CEO, their president, whatever it's called right now? I, I apologize. Millie, everyone's got a title over there. Everyone's got a title over there. Uh, do you have confidence they're going to build this thing out? We'll talk to Sean and David and all your other phone calls, 617-779-793-70 from Alex Cora as well as the Red Sox win tonight. And, by the way, the Yankees win down 8-4 in the ninth. Judge hits his 60th. Giancarlo Stanton walk-off grand slam. Yankees win. Judge hits 60. So there you go. I'm more with you guys next Monday at night, WEI. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. We are in a different situation. So for me, the Mookie thing, uh, what I will say about it is the organization at that point was in um, a really tough position. Obviously, there have been a ton of recent success, but I think it was already pretty clear. And I'm not judging the choices that led to that success because it worked. And that banner, that banner is going to be right uh, below us, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Forever. Also with a 60-year-old playing Um, on the fancy camp, yes. Uh, So that is, you know, that's going to be there forever. So I'm not judging that, but I think the fact of the matter was, you know, doing what was done to win that title and then try to run it back in 19. The organization at that point was in a position where clearly, just in terms of present outcome, just in terms of how good the Red Sox could expect to be in 2020. No, no, just not. I, I, I've heard enough. I, I, I heard enough. Terp, you already got, you, you found it. That is high and bloom today in not so many words, like sort of mocking the Red Sox winning a World Series and then, oh, trying to win another one the next year. Shame on the Red Sox for trying to win World Series. That's the point, Haim, to win. And he nonchalantly, oh, that banner will be below us forever. Huh? Like it's the Colts banner saying they won the division in the, the NFC South or the AFC South. It's a World Series banner. That means something. And Bloom came across today like somebody who doesn't value winning he more values the team being in a better spot now. And that cut, and a good job by our producer, Justin Turpin, finding that. That is part of the Bradfo Show podcast. Bradford and Hyam Bloom sitting down for an hour. Go listen to it. We're off the air tonight. And that was in reference to the, he thinks the team is in a better position now to sign Rafael Devers than they were to sign Mookie Betts back then. So he is claiming they have more money. 
They have more funds. They have uh, more resources. And the minor league system is in a better spot now. So good. What's the excuse going to be when they don't sign him? Are we allowed to play that sound and say, well, Jaime, you told us you were in a better spot. You blame the Red Sox trying to win a World Series after they won one in 2018. So what happened here? You told Rob on September 19th that you had more resources. You could get it done. Why isn't Rafael Devers here? I'm fine if you want to say that, but we're allowed to hold that against him if and when they trade Rafael Devers or they can't sign him long-term. And that's part of the conversation tonight. Yes, the Red Sox won. Yes, you can call in on the Red Sox game at 617-779-7937. But bigger picture, what's your confidence level in high and bloom to turn this thing around? Two games out of the World Series a year ago. Going to finish in last place in the American League East this year. Can they become a winner under Bloom? Do you have confidence he gets them back to being a winner? Because it really should be as soon as next year. They got a lot of young pieces. They got a ton of money to spend. They should be a contender as soon as next season. Are you confident they will be? 617-779-7937. We'll hear from uh, Alex Gora coming up in a couple of minutes. Sean's in Narragansett uh, on High and Bloom. Hi, Sean. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? I'm kind of in the middle right now. I like him because of the how he's upgrading the farm system and all that. But we aren't the Tampa Bay Rays. We got a Boston wants to win, so he better show me that he can make big moves in the off season because I don't want another season like this. And I don't think the fan base does either. No, no. I mean, Sean, if you've been to the ballpark the last couple of weeks, except for the Yankee games, I mean, there's tons of empty seats there. Um, the ratings are uh, abysmal, and that's uh, that's the reality of trying to build a run a sports franchise in Boston. If you're not winning, we're not going to pay attention. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. We don't care about the national sports. We don't care about college football. We care about our teams. We care about Tom Brady. And that's really it. I mean, the ratings show that year after year when you match up our television ratings for big events that don't involve local Boston teams. We're just not that competitive. We're never top 10 in the market because we're very provincial here. And when the Red Sox are good, we go crazy. The ratings last year were through the roof. Both radio and TV, the ballpark was banged out. Club Fenway this year can walk up and get tickets for the next. They have seven home games left. And my guess is four against Baltimore, three against Tampa. Good seats will be available. And the caller's right. Bloom deserves credit for what he's done with the the farm system. But he didn't bring Bayo in here. Somebody else did. Bayo was already here when uh, he got here. So I'm fine for Marcelo Mayer. They drafted him, and there's other prospects that are on the top prospects list that have the Red Sox one of the better farm farm systems excuse me, in baseball. But, like, the next step is then winning. They don't give you a trophy. They don't make DVDs. They don't tell, sell T-shirts off. You have a really good farm system. You have three guys in the top 30 in MLB.com's pipeline for minor league players. That's nice, but it's not winning. So, yep, step in the right direction. Now put it together to become Andrew Friedman. Do what the Dodgers did. Build a Graham farm system and then spend on top of that. That's my expectation. David in Florida is never happy. He's next up on Red Sox Review. Hi, David. <laughs> Hi, Mutt. Um, first of all, about Bloom, um, someone said this before. I don't remember what show it was on, but it's, it's obvious. The ultimate goal is not to build the farm system. It's to win titles as you say and i don't know if bloom is just overlooking that or if he can't see the forest through the trees 
But that's just that's just it's it's just so obvious, and that's what he's missing. But at the same time, he he obviously is intelligent enough to fix things. I mean, you don't get where you are in life without you went without having some something between your ears. So, I mean, he has to have the knowledge and the skills to to fix things. But I wonder also how well respected he is amongst the other GMs. And what do you think about that? Yeah, I, it's a very good question. I'm sure there are there's a group of these guys who they see what he did and they're they're impressed by getting this player or that player. I mean, it's a great job getting Garrett Whitlock. Obviously, some draft picks that have been heralded here early on during his tenure, only a couple of drafts, so we'll see what happens there. No one's doubting his brains. No one's doubting how smart he is. Can he execute on making this team a winner? So far, he's not done that. He's got one. He's got a year in 2020. That's a punt year. Okay, I'm not, I'm not giving him any credit or any blame whatsoever. He showed up here, and his role was, or his job was, go trade Mookie Betts. That's a tough job to walk into. So, I'm giving up. I'm giving him a pass for 2020. As much as I hate what he said about 2020 and the Red Sox and all that stuff and the the banner, pass for 2020. So, Alex Cora back in year one. You get to the ALCS. That's a good year. Year two, you took a massive step backward. You projected to win somewhere in the upper echelon of like 80 or some odd games. They won their 72nd game today. They're going to go well under their Vegas total this year. They're going to finish in last place. So in the two years that I'm going to uh, you look at and evaluate, not evaluating 2020 from wins and losses, it was a bad year. We get it. He's got one good year and one bad year. A lot of GMs around baseball do that. So when you add in his drafts and his free, okay, what is that? what does that result in? What is the end game to the other things you guys want to judge him on? Farm system, all that other stuff. What does that, does it mean they have the money to re-sign Devers? Does it mean they bring back Bogarts? Are they a contender next year? Okay, well, well, then we can evaluate then. But through two years, he's made some good moves, but he's got one good year and one abysmal disaster year, like a lot of GMs in baseball. Uh, George in the great state of New Hampshire. Hi, George. Hi, sir. Hey, thank what's up, George? My, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say uh you know, I, I believe that uh, Chris Sale, right, he should be a closer next year. I mean, he seems to pry you to me every time he breaks down, you know? Yeah, he's, so not, think, he's uh, not been healthy at all, George. You're right. I, I think it, if he comes back and uh, he, he seems to me like every year something happens to him, so... If you put him maybe two innings in the last couple innings of the game, why can they make him a closer? Well, I think specifically, and thanks for the call tonight, George. I've taken this call a bunch of times from people over the years. It's the finances involved, right? They're set to pay him $27.5 million next year, $27.5 million the year after that, and then in 2025, um, he's set to make $20 bucks. Um, he's got a no trade clause for the next two years, so you're paying him, you know, $55 million. You're not going to make him a closer. So financially, that's number one. Uh, number two is he's never done it before. You know, I, I think he, he's going to be 34 and 35, and I think there's there's enough of a risk there where at least to start the year next year, George, 
he would be a starter for me. You know, when you get to that 2025 season at 20 million bucks, is there a scenario where he pitches out of the bullpen? I guess, but then he's also 36 years old. So whatever window they had to make him a closer or reliever, I think for now is Shutley to start the year. Maybe they could do it as the season gets underway. But given how much they're paying him, and given their lack of depth in the rotation for next year, I, I'm certainly going to camp like Chris Sale's a starter. I, I'm not punting on him as a starter yet. It's a it'd be a mistake by them to do it. And I don't think they will. But as we get further along in his contract here towards the end, if he continues to get banged up and can't stay healthy, maybe that'll be a possibility for beginning of 2003. That would not be on the table for me. Red Sox win tonight in Cincinnati after the game. Alex Cora addressing his team, or excuse me, addressing the media in Cincinnati. They did a good job. They did a good job. Uh, you know, those two guys got six hits out of the eight, and uh, they put pressure on him, but he made some pitches, uh, some swings, some misses, and you know, he's still learning. He's still getting better, so now be ready for Sunday. How promising was what he showed you with the slider today? Not just the use, of, like not just the shape of it, but the commitment to it. Yeah, I mean that's something we've been talking about, and uh, obviously, you know, where we at, we, we're pushing guys to do stuff that they probably haven't done in a while, you know. And uh, it's about usage and 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 stuff like that, you know. That I'm gonna make them better, you know. We're gonna see it tomorrow with Connor, you know. Like we want him to use certain pitches, you know, and be aggressive with them. Trust his stuff, you know, and that's a message to everybody, and uh, I think Bayo did an outstanding job tonight. And, you know, when you see him navigate, like, bases loaded, no outs, you know, like, how how do you just describe the makeup that you've seen from him start after start? <clears throat> a lot more, a lot better than early in the season, you know. Uh, early in the season was about contact and, you know, probably of the strike zone and all that, and now he understands that he has to make pitches. He doesn't get ahead of himself. Uh, I think there was a great visit by Kike, Xander, and Rafi in, in one of the at-bats, and we got a ground ball to play right after that, you know, and that's what it's all about, you know, like see what's going on and react to it and help your teammates, and that visit there was huge for us. Gives up his first homer, but in a ballpark that's notorious for for them. Yeah, I mean, 2-0 fastball. Uh, actually, it was a two-seamer in that just stayed on, on the plate, and the kid put a good swing on it. But, uh, you know, we'd rather have that than actually the walk, right? Just go ahead, uh, attack the hitter. We'd rather be 0-2 instead of 2-0-2. But uh, he's doing a good job. He, he's getting better, and I'm excited about his next one on Sunday. Carlos Tenayos, J.D. Martinez inside the park home run. Well, because if he runs there, he's out, and then he doesn't hit a home run in the next at bat. Yeah, he's, he was going to be out of gas. So, yeah, he got his. You know, good swing there and good swing in the previous one. Uh, we put pressure after that. We're doing a good job controlling the zone, which is fun to watch. You know, a lot of 3-2 counts. Uh, yeah, we struck out a lot today, but we walked six times, I think it was, and a lot of deep counts. So that's something we've been preaching, and we're going to keep doing it the rest of the season. With J.D., I'm sure, you know, you've heard – Plenty about like the the difficulty of hitting one out to the opposite field. How how good is it to see him rewarded for a swing like that? I mean, it's always good when when the boys hit the ball in the air and they go out of the ballpark. And uh, <clears throat> I know people are talking about his numbers and the RBIs, whatever. He had a, a tough at bat with bases loaded, you know, uh, hit him into a double play. But uh, his ex- expected numbers are really good. You know, he's still a good hitter. You know, a hitter that has hit the ball hard with no luck. You know, and uh, you have years like that. But uh, one thing about him, as you know. He's going to keep grinding all the way to the end, you know, and uh, that was fun to watch today. You talked about putting pressure on Lodolo. He hadn't walked a batter in two-plus starts. That guy's guy good, really good. I mean, stuff was really, really good. Uh, uh, we were very impressed with him. Uh, the fastball, the slider, um, you know, I, I read about the walks. He hasn't walked 
I think it was 24 innings or something like that. But uh, we did a good job, and we've been doing a good job lately. Uh, it's a different offense if you look at the numbers. I think uh, on-base percentage-wise, we're leading the league now, and walk percentage too. So uh, we've been preaching patience. And uh, when you do that and you dominate strike zone, good things are going to happen. And you saw it today. We hit the ball in the air a few times. We, we got a few homers. Rafi took a 3-1 pitch on the previous at-bat. He walks, and then, you know, he crushes that one. So... Uh, I know it's, it's, it's never late because you, you want your program to, to run the right way and preach the right things, and we've been talking about being patient the whole season, and now it's paying off. Yeah, just too little too late, unfortunately. 72-75, and 75, 10 games back in the wild card. Uh, would have liked to see this a lot earlier. J.D. Martinez hitting home runs, uh, starting pitchers, able to battle. Even the end, though, I mean, we're sugarcoating what happened here at the end for those who did not stick around. Yes, the Red Sox won, but their bullpen up 5-1 to one in the ninth inning. Loaded the bases, allowed a couple of runs. John Schreiber had to come in in the bottom of the ninth inning after getting up a couple times. He finally comes in. Red Sox extended the lead and working to need a closer. And they got to go to Schreiber there in the ninth inning. So they almost, you know, almost all-time classic 2022 Red Sox game. But they're able to hold on. Schreiber gets it done. And the Red Sox win. They'll try to wrap it up tomorrow in Cincinnati. That'll do it here. Of course, we thank our guy, uh, Justin Turpin helping us out on the producing side. We are back at it for Red Sox pregame 540 on Wednesday. Talk to you then right here on WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.